tick tock tick tock the clock echoes and rhythms as the arms hit to resound and announce that it is formal clock yes what a topic it's simply the continuation of the different types of carrier transports Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult podcast. I'm your host Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD Pharmacology, and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. First and foremost in my list is the uphill transport, commonly termed as the active transport. It has quite a few characteristics of its own and in a very special way to account for. Let me list these for you. First, active means what do you mean by saying active it simply means that this particular whole process is energy dependent second what do you mean by saying uphill uphill means against the electrochemical gradient that is the direction is from low to high for your novel information to add on is that the energy generation is via the membrane bound adpas now whatever substance is transported it really gets accumulated on one side of the membrane i hope you're getting the whole picture third this process is inhibitable Yes, you can block it. You can stop it. Now, how to do that actually? Well, there are so many ways, and I will tell you. The first one is to decrease the ADP levels. That's quite a simple thing. Nothing very complicated. Second one, you have to inhibit the metabolism. Now, Let's talk about the first process. I told you you can decrease the ADP levels. Now this can be achieved via the use of certain substances which really work on decreasing the levels of ATP. And these substances they are sodium cyanide and sodium fluorides etc. Now what about the fourth characteristic? Now the fourth characteristic of this uphill transport the transport mechanism for day-to-day metabolites or day-to-day substances it can also be used by the drugs then there are found what we call as non-selective transporters any guesses no okay let me tell you a common one rather i should say a very famous one is the p glycoprotein Yes and you would be delighted that it's specially designed for xenobiotics. Okay, let's stop. I just want to ask you a riddle at this particular point of time. Yes, I really want to strike when the iron is hot. 
quickly let me know how many times have we said or you have heard the terms in this particular podcast episodes the term xenobiotics okay now this is a golden term xenobiotic and it sounds really mesmerizing i think around 10 times we have said it we have talked about it till now don't agree okay then let me know it i just want to know that how much attention or how much you are getting out of this whole talk but please don't spam my mailbox with the answers please don't do that okay now let's talk further fifth characteristic there can be a good healthy competition for similar transport systems or mechanisms and that occurs only when the drugs or substrates they have a similar structural characteristics sixth characteristic of this particular type of transport is that now let's get into the depth of this there can occur saturation of this transport mechanism too now this mechanism as you have understood till now it is totally dependent and revolving and rotating around the carrier availability if that becomes totally capacity limited then the whole mechanism is saturated i hope you're getting that's the basic idea behind this particular point now these were all the characteristics of this particular uphill type of transport or what we call as active transport but there are different types of transports yes i'm talking about the different types of active transports the driving force differentiates this whole process of active transport mechanism into two types and today we are going in details of the first one that is the primary active transport let's talk about its features and that two in points the first one direct coupling with adp hydrolysis occurs and why because this whole process it's energy dependent second now the carrying is occurring via the capital a capital b and capital c transporters and let me expand this whole a b c for you a stands for atp b stands for binding and c for cassette so that makes it adp binding cassette transporters it's classical example is what i told you just now we talked about it that is p glycoprotein now these work by the function of evacuating and maintaining the efflux of the drugs in one particular single direction now abc capital abc transporters they have intracellular loops which entwine in itself energizing adps activity now the drugs they are sent to the extracellular fluid or to any cellular organ like endoplasmic reticulum or they can be sent to the mitochondrion now what are these drugs well let the mystery unwind they may be anti-cancer anti-convulsants or antibiotics okay now before i jump over to the secondary active transport that is the second type of mechanism 
let's encore few words about the P-glycoprotein. Yes, I'm again laying again and again stress on this particular type of transporter. And you ought to know few important things about it because it's really important. First of all, its sites. They are intestinal mucosa, kidney, bile, canaliculi, brain capillary, etc. Second important point is that P-glycoprotein, it encodes multi-drug resistant 1G. It fluxes out many drugs and by doing so, it is inhibiting their absorption, their brain penetration, etc. Now, one ecstatic fact worth mentioning here is that foreign drugs and substances, they may induce or inhibit this P-glycoprotein and at the same time, they may also inhibit and induce the metabolizing enzymes like capital CYP3A4. Now, these two processes, they are acting at the same time on P-glycoprotein and they are acting also on the metabolizing enzymes like CYP3A4. Now, these processes, they can be additive and rather they are actually synergistic. And what is the outcome? It helps in detoxification of the foreign substances or drugs or again, I want to say xenobiotics. Okay? Now, like P-glycoprotein, there may be more of these primary active transporters. They can be first, capital MRP2, that is multi-drug resistant associated protein and capital BCRP which is expanded as breast cancer resistant protein okay now I'm wondering whether to start off the discussion head of secondary active transport or not and what I decided I'm gonna tell you is that I'm gonna spill over this carrier transport putting leftovers in my next episode and yes why the only reason is that exploding the corners of your mindset that are well functioned to comprehend and retain all the knowledge pearls is not my goal. Yes, certainly not. Okay, till we converse over another virtual round table decorated with our books, cakes and coffee, keep up your bright and curious spirits high. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, please visit www.isfarmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about my medical sciences, drug information, updates and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. Is pharmacology difficult? If you are listening for the first time, do follow me here, whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay enlightened. Thank you.